Okay, friends, welcome back. Andy Jenkins here at the Hilltop recording from my office. And today I want to start an entirely new podcast series. I want to talk to you about this topic of spiritual gifts. Now, that may sound like really an odd topic. I don't think that I've spent a whole lot of time on this website, on this podcast feed, on the videos, emails, all the things that go out from this ecosystem of stuff talking about spiritual gifts, even though it is really something that is core to what I teach. And so as I was looking over the next few months, thinking about what are some of the things I want to relay to you? What are some of the things I want to communicate online? What are the things that I want to share on email? This really seemed like one of those topics that I wanted to boomerang back to because it's been maybe 2020, 2021 since I even talked about the subject on my website. Now, here's the title for today, and then I want to talk to you about some freebies and everything that are down in the show notes, and then we'll get into the content. So, the title, this is really long. Look at the graphic if you're listening on the website. For some reason, Apple doesn't really change the graphics, although Spotify, Amazon, all these other players actually supply whatever image it is that I supply from my website on the original, it's called the RSS feed that you send out to all these places. Okay, here's, here's the title. The Holy Spirit empowers you to do something that exceeds your natural capacity and functions at the level of heaven. Let me just replay that, rewind myself and say it again. The Holy Spirit empowers you to do something that exceeds your natural, you could even say your natural human capacity, and functions at the level of heaven. Okay, so that is, when we start unpacking it, what a spiritual gift is going to be. Let me point you down to the show notes, way to the bottom of the notes below. There are several things that you can link to. Uh, Those are all live links. One is this. It is the Life Lift book. So there is a workbook that goes with all this content. In fact, in this episode, I'm really teaching you from, you can hear the pages maybe flipping right there, uh, lesson number 13 of 20, which is titled Spirituals, Expressions, Appointments, Energies, Manifestations. Now that's a long title too. I'm going to explain it in this episode of the podcast. Uh, there's also a link down below. It is a seven-minute spiritual gifts Q&A. So you take that. That is going to help point you in the right direction. It is going to give you uh, really personalized content. It's going to affirm or point you in the right direction on what you think your spiritual gifts might be. And then it's going to unlock a video where I explain what that gift is, show you a biblical example, and then lead you on to some other links that you can kind of just keep chasing there. It's all free. So there's nothing to buy right there. You just start clicking through, answering those questions. Again, it takes you about seven minutes. You can do it while you're listening. And it's going to give you really, again, personalized video training, uh, two to three minutes, based on what you answer. So in 10 minutes, you can have the assessment done and have the training, put a little bow on it, and then sort figure, live it out. Uh, There's also a link to the on-demand life lift course to the full-blown thing that is there as well. Okay, commercials aside, let me start into the content. 
about 20 years ago, I remember riding down to the beach. My dad was writing a book longhand on yellow notebook pad, paper, you know, kind of the short version of a legal pad. And he was uh, really creating the study to use at the church about this topic of spiritual gifts. About three to four years ago, I rewrote the book, republished it, same title, Life Lift. That is the workbook that I'm looking at right here. Uh, it is also available in a textbook. It is available in four smaller books. I mean, it, it's a whole full-blown thing now. The whole topic of that, spiritual gifts, was really fascinating to me. Uh, here's why. Because what I was taught growing up is that God uniquely gifts you. He uniquely gifts me to do something that really only I can do, only you can do in the way that I do it, and you only do it in the way you do it. And it is the presence and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit flowing you to do something that really no one else can quite do in the way that you do it. Uh, it is God's presence. It is God's power moving through you. And in that entire book that he wrote 20 years ago, uh, the one that I redrafted just a few years ago, really we start saying this, if you could find what God has gifted you to do, it would make sense to understand that he created you in that way, that he gifted you in that way, and that that created design that you have, the spiritual gifts that he then places upon you, that those all provide clues as to the primary purpose that you're here to fulfill. So it was a fascinating subject for me to write about a couple years ago. It was an amazing subject for me to study and learn and apply to my life 20 plus years ago. In fact, I really think that that study uh, in large part changed the trajectory of my life. Before that, I was really thinking about going to law school. I was uh, wanting to work at a firm, do litigation, all those sorts of things. I think I would have been good at it. However, after going through that study, I really felt like I would be better suited and people would be better served and I would be long-term happier and more fulfilled if I changed the trajectory of what I plan to do. So that's what I did. Now, all that said about spiritual gifts, I, I, I know, you know, you think, well, that sounds amazing. If I knew what God had created me to do and I knew how I was then subsequently gifted to perform at a supernatural level, that would be a game changer, and it really is. Here's the kicker, though. That word, spiritual gifts, you might have even heard it taught in churches. You might have even listened to it from the pulpit. You might have even, now catch this, read that term, spiritual gifts, in the Bible. Um, however, that word, it doesn't actually exist in Scripture. Not like that. Not quite exactly like we term it. Now, I'm, I'm talking about the original Greek language, uh, the language that Paul uh, and the other authors of the New Testament wrote. The word, it doesn't appear just quite like that. Now, that, that's the bad news. The good news is even though that two-word phrase, spiritual gifts, isn't found in the Bible, something far more powerful is. 
specifically this, and this is really the subject of today's talk. When Paul started writing about spiritual gifts, he used four different words, uh, four different concepts to relay what they were to communicate this supernatural, spiritual, heavenly kingdom reality in terms that he could understand, that he could then assess with his mind, and he could communicate and relay to the people at the church at Corinth. I don't even think he knew he was writing to us at the point. But, but he did, and those words are still here 2,000 years later. However, I believe that he was just hitting the surface. Now, let me explain. In the passage where we typically translate uh, spiritual gifts, it's 1 Corinthians 12. Paul actually uses those four words, and, and he writes this. Let, let me just kind of read it to you in English, and uh, then we'll flesh it out. I'll give you the words that appear there in the Greek. There are four of them. So here's what he says. Now concerning spiritual gifts. Now, again, you know that word, not there. Now concerning spiritual gifts. I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you and you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts. There are diversities of ministries. There are diversities of activities, but the same Spirit, the same Lord. It is the same God who works all in all, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Now, in that translation, I started locking on some different words, uh, spiritual gifts. There are diversities of gifts. There are differences of ministry. Some translations say differences of gifts. There are diversities of activities. Some say diversities of gifts. Same God working in all these ways in all of us. Here are the four words that appear in each of those places. Okay, number one, pneumaticons. That's the Greek word, pneumaticons. Number two, charismata. You, you might have heard a word similar to that. You, you've heard a word similar to most of these, actually. Number three, diureses. Number four, energimaton. Now, let's back it up, replay Go through it. Make the point. Number one, pneumaticons. Now, most English translations suggest that in chapter 12, verse 1 of 1 Corinthians, Paul says, now about spiritual gifts, or now about the gifts of the Spirit. I don't want you to be uninformed. In the Greek language, Paul actually wrote now about pneumaticons, now about pneumaticons. He did not use the word gifts at all. Uh, you might recognize pneumaticons, pneuma. Pneuma is the word used for both wind and spirit in the scripture. Uh, you see it today in words such as pneumatic tools. Those are tools that are uh, really energized by compressed air moving at a high speed through a hose. In the New Testament, pneumaticons uh, or pneuma most often refers to the wind, the presence of God in the form of the Holy Spirit moving through 
a person, a place, a situation. So what he's saying, now about this move of God, this wind of God, this presence, uh, some English translations say this spirituals, now about this move of the wind of the presence, I don't want you to be ignorant. That's what he's saying. The next word we translate as gifts is charismata. We see it in 1 Corinthians 12, 4, uh, a few sentences later after this first one. So all this is just in about four to five sentences right there. Paul says this, um, now there are diversities of gifts, that's the English, but the same spirit. The word he uses here, there are not diversities of gifts, there are charismata. It's a completely different word, even though we translate it. Um, charismata, the, the root there, charis, grace. There are, here's how you would say it, there are diversities of expressions of grace. Where do these diversities of, of expressions of grace come? They're pneumaticons. They're the presence, the wind of the Holy Spirit moving through his people. Now, this concept, I, I love it because it fits so well with Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 that says, by grace, by charis, you're saved. It's a gift of God, not of work, so that you can't boast. So it's nothing that you've done to earn it. It's, it's, it's grace, you're saved. And Paul continues in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 saying, God did this before time began because he planned these great works of grace that you would walk in. That's really what's going on right here. So grace expresses itself not only in the past work of Jesus on your behalf, on my behalf at the cross, but that same charis uh, of the pneumaticon, the spirituals, the presence of the Holy Spirit, uh, moving through these unique charismata expressions of grace. It happens not just in the past work of Christ on the cross. It happens in the ongoing work that he does to us and through us every single day. Next sentence, we get to a third word, diureses. Uh, the translation I'm currently looking at, it says there are varieties of service. That's verse 12, uh, or verse 5, chapter 12. There are varieties of service. Uh, this one, it misses the mark a little bit as well. Okay, so service is really, that's an action. It's something we do. But the Greek word right here is diureses. Uh, diureses, he, he would say, Paul, in other words, there are varieties of diureses. It means an appointment, as if God himself set you in a specific place as part of a bigger design. This really is something we read later on in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, where Paul says, quote, In fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. The, the idea behind diuresis is God has an intentional spot, some place, some unique thing that, again, if, if you don't do it, it just doesn't get done because it is, it's your slot. It's your spot. It is the domain with which you've been called and then entrusted. It's, it's your stewardship. Fourth word is this, energimaton. It's in 1 Corinthians 12, 6. So 
In the very next sentence, Paul says this, there are varieties of energimatine. Uh, you, you could translate this as energies are divine power flow. Varieties of energimatine which work through us, yet it's the same Lord that does this in each of us. In other words, what he's saying is, hey, it may look different coming through you than it does through me. It may look different through that person you know, down the street from you. It may look different through your friend. It may look different through your father, through your mother, through your brother, sister. It's going to look different through the person that you don't quite understand, but yet it could still be the same Lord. Here's what he's saying. Let's put it all together. Now about the gifts of the Spirit. Now about the pneumaticons, the spirituals, the presence, the wind of God that wants to move through you. Brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. There are different kinds of charismata, of grace effects, uh, that express themselves every single day, yet it is the same spirit, the same pneuma that distributes them. There are different kinds of service, different diuresis, appointments, placements, set aside unique uh, roles that God has crafted for each of us but it's the same Lord. There are different kinds of energimatine, energies, divine power flowing through each of us that looks unique as it works through each of us, yet it is the same Lord that is doing all of this, the same God at work in each of us. Ah, you see, like that is strong. And, and I really believe that that's true whether you're working in a church or a coffee shop. It's true whether you're working in a drug rehab, rehabilitating people, or a department store. It's true whether you serve as a prophet or a policeman, whether you teach adults the Bible, or you find yourself every day talking small kids into brushing their teeth and going to bed on time. I know. It seems like a massive gap there. Yet, it is what God has done. And it is how he continues to move through this. Now, now let me continue on here, just kind of breaking down the same passage, because I really want to make two more observations, and then we'll can it for this talk, and then we'll come back and add a little bit more to it in the next episode. In verse 7, Paul says this, The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Now, a better translation right here is this. The manifestations of the Spirit are currently being given. Uh, It it is as if His presence in our lives, it's an ongoing activity. Uh, in In the language here, how He says it, it's a present passive participle, meaning it's not something that you strive for and attain. It's something that the Lord does to you and then does through you. It's not a past event of something you received. It is an ongoing activity that you can depend on to show up in the past. You can depend on to show up in real time. That God's going to show up in a unique way right now when you go serve someone. And you can bank on it, guarantee that he's going to continue showing up tomorrow, the day after that, the day after that, and 10, 15, 20, 50 years from now. 
It is an ongoing activity of his presence and power based on the past work of Jesus that he continues to do and will continue doing in your life and mine, in the lives of the people that are around us. It's an ongoing dynamic thing. Here's a second observation that I pull out of this. The word gift is not used. All these other fabulous words are present all throughout that text, which means this to me. Paul keeps referring to it's the wind of the Spirit. It's the energy of the Spirit. It's the grace of the Spirit. It's the presence of the Spirit, which makes me think the gifts and the Spirit are not two distinct separate entities. You might even think it like this. It's like the armor of God. The armor of God isn't this unique thing that you pray on yourself, like from Ephesians 6, that's separate from God. You know, like you have this breastplate, you have this helmet, you've got this sword. You know, the armor of God is the presence and the empowerment of God with you. The gifts of the Spirit really are the same way. It is the presence and the empowerment of God with you. And God promises he's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. You can find that verse repeated all throughout the scripture. The point is, the more we become aware of his presence, the more we're able to tap into and leverage the resource of all that he is in your life. And you see, when you do that, you can't separate the Spirit's ability to move through you from an awareness of that connection with the Spirit. Those things all flow together because they are at the core essentially the same. You see it? The Holy Spirit empowers you to do something that exceeds your natural capacity so that what you do everywhere you go, specifically in those areas that he's called you, that he's created you, that he's renewed you, that he's gifted you, function at the level of heaven. My prayer for you is that the Lord would bless you, keep you, be gracious to you, shine his face of favor upon you, and may you see that it's not a gift that you have. It's the pneumaticon, the spiritual, the presence, the wind of God wanting to move through your life. It is the charismata, the expression of the grace of Christ on the cross in the past. Now, alive in you and through you, it is a diuresis. It is a divine place that he has sacredly sanctioned and set aside for you to serve anywhere in this world. And it is energimaton. It is his divine power flow that is supercharged, ready to move through you to touch the world. Grace and peace. I will see you again soon.